Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and I am pleased today to welcome world-renowned concert organist Diane Bish to the Celebrity Series. The first lady of the organ, world-renowned concert organist Diane Bish, is here to discuss her career and the 30th anniversary of her hit show, The Joy of Music, which has reached millions around the world. Diane Bish is the most visible and influential classical organist performing today. Concert appearances all uh, fill her calendar, and we are excited that she is here with us today to join us for this very special edition of the Celebrity Series. Please welcome Ms. Diane Bish. Good afternoon, Ms. Bish. Good afternoon to you, Patrick. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. I am just simply honored that you are here, and I first of all want to offer words of congratulations to you on the 30th year anniversary of the Joy of Music. How does that make you feel? I tell you, it makes me feel really good and and thankful as well because uh, this is just an amazing uh, landmark, you know, in any television series this many years, but for a classical and an organ series. I don't think there has ever been been one before. So uh, I'm amazed by it, and I'm I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I've had. That is amazing. You know, 30 years is a long time to enjoy such a successful run on the air. I mean, I've only been hosting this show dedicated to interviewing classical musicians and other artists for just about two years, and it takes a lot of work just to do two years. So I only can imagine how much work and time it took for 30 years. Talk to me a little bit about um, the genesis of the show, the beginning of the show to its present state now. Sure. Well, I think it has to start way back, actually, when I was in high school, I used to listen to organ recordings that were done uh, in Europe on the organ, the organs that Bach wrote for and Liszt and other people. And I thought, you know, I would really love to do that on television so people can not only hear the music, but to see these historic organs and watch in the churches they're in and the cathedrals and the surroundings and everything. So I really feel like that God led me into this. And then uh, when I took, uh, after I was in Europe for a year, I was at the Amsterdam Conservatory here for a year, and I was in France for a year. And then I came back and I took a job at the Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And in 1982, well, actually, I wrote proposals to TV networks for 10 years mm. about uh, specials on the organ. Well, nobody was interested, so... Um, I finally made two pilot programs of the Joy of Music and found someone that would sponsor them. And then it started in 1982, and it's been going ever since. And uh, it's just been kind of amazing because I've had to create uh, every program from scratch, let's say, uh, the music that goes into them, the guest artists, the venue where we're going to be playing. I, I do the research on all of the uh, scripts uh, that I do, where, where we're going to go, what we're going to see. And then I put all the programs together and I give it to a technical editor. So we've done over 500 programs now, which is really quite amazing. 
That is amazing. I know so many people, including myself, that are trying to get our programs off the ground, and sometimes we get frustrated, but you just said it took you over 10 years. That is like, that took some patience. <laughs> yeah, it really did, and and uh, I just kept going because I, I believed that that was something that I needed and was called to do, so I kept rewriting proposals and sending them different places. And, you know, I just, I think that as a young person or an older person, you, whoever you are, if you have a vision and you believe it's what you're called to do, just keep doing it and it will come about. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe that God brought it about. Now, that's important. So if you're listening out there, you heard it from Diane Bish first, you have to have a vision. And and if you feel called to do it, especially if God calls you to do it, that's wonderful. Now, we all know about your your wonderful artistry on the organ. Did it all begin at the organ first? Uh, what was your piano background? Well, I started at age uh, six. And uh, I studied, you know, until I was... 14 years old, and then I took Mm. up the organ, and I had a real, so that gave me a really good keyboard background for the organ, which I think is is very important, Mm -hmm. um, that you get a good, good keyboard background, so so you can play the manuals and play really uh, hard works, difficult works. Yeah, excuse me, we're all excited. You hear one thing about live radio, you get to hear all these loud background noises and everything that adds to the excitement. Now, one thing that you um that you really uh fascinate a lot of people with, including myself, is that you seem to play and introduce very rich organ repertoire, you know, in such a way that it's accessible to even the lay person. Um, how has this become your approach and, and your basically your your key to success? Well, I think it's very important to not only uh, entertain people, enrich people, inspire people, but to educate people. Mm. And everybody likes to know uh, in a concert or uh, television what they're going to be hearing. And so to talk about the composer, to talk about the organ, to talk about the church, the cathedral, to talk about, tell people uh, where you are, what you're doing, uh, why the music was written, uh, all about the organ and how varied it is. And then people have something to listen to. And even if they've never heard the organ before, they think, oh, yeah, that's what she just got to saying. That's what we're supposed to be listening for. Or, hey, that's why Bach wrote this piece of music. Or, hey, I didn't know that the organ did that with the pedals or that the organist played the pedals like that. So even even organists, even though they know about the organ or whatever, they, there are a lot of things I don't know. There are a lot of things people don't know, and they want it. They want to know. It makes things more. It makes the music more interesting for them. Mm, you are certainly right. Now, one thing, another thing, um, I absolutely love your flair. I think everyone loves your flair. Talk to me about. Uh, what it means to you when you pick out, excuse me for a moment, as we're in the middle of Washington, D.C., so of course you're going to hear sirens and everything, but I hope you get the gist <laughs> of the interview. <laughs> I want to say, before we're interrupted by that, sir, I want to say I just simply love your flair, and everyone loves your flair. Talk to me about what it means for you 
when you pick out a new Casa gown or, or those new sparkly shoes that you wear for performance? And, and how does this, your style, you know, change over the years? Well, I have to say, first of all, I love clothes. I love beautiful <laughs> clothes. And every woman loves a, a beautiful, sparkly outfit, and I, I think the men do too. <laughs> and you and really, and I don't think you would uh, you, you would have an opera star or somebody coming out on the stage in a black robe, <laughs> or mm. you know, uh, I think they come out in a beautiful dress that's attractive and there's and it adds to the to the whole aura of, of the uh, performance. Well, there are, you know. I think the same thing for the organ. The problem with uh, the organ in many uh, churches, uh, and I guess concert halls too, is that the organist is hidden. Mm. And uh, even when they're seen, most people see them in churches and they're dressed in a black robe or whatever, which is fine. But in a concert or a television show, you're doing general public mostly. You're doing people who love the music, but... You need to. Oh, I hear that noise out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Really people need... are just. <laughs> you really. You really I mean, the people to... are really going to the ambulance and everything just because I'm interviewing Diane, uh, Diane Bish. They must say you're hot, so they're getting all these sirens out yeah, for right. you. <laughs> well, you I know, just saw you uh, were speaking about the organ being hidden. Well, yes, but. But when people do see it, and, and uh, you want to really dress it up and and make a real performance out of it, and I think that the the uh, the concert clothing that you wear, whether it be sequins or rhinestones or whatever, add to the performance. It's amazing how many people comment, men and women and men, about my costume that I wear. Because you uh, want to you, you want to bring people into your performance. You want to bring them in, uh, in with as many different aspects as you can of your performance, and that's just one of them. And I put rhinestones on my shoes. As a matter of fact, my manager Janet Gerald, she puts the rhinestones. She decorates my shoes. <laughs> and uh, how about that? And uh, so. Uh, especially uh, when the TV camera's on your feet, it really lights them up because and it shows the 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 work that you're doing with your feet. And most people don't know how much pedaling an organist does and how many notes an organist plays with their feet. It's very fascinating for people, and they just love it. Mm. Speaking of playing, I'm going to play a clip of Diane Bish playing Jesus Shall Reign Where'er the Sun. Would you mind telling us a little bit about this arrangement? Well, let me say, first of all, I love hymns. I've loved them since I was a child of the gospel hymns and great hymns of the church. I hardly ever play a performance or at a Joy Music television show without playing a great hymn. Because um, the organs that, that are hundreds of years old have played and performed these great hymns of faith uh, over the years. I mean, it's a part of history. It's a part of the music of Bach. It's a part of our life. Uh, 
it's a part of my life. I like, I love what they express, and I know millions of people do. So I love to arrange hymns and play them. And this is just one of this is one of the hymns Jesus shall reign, uh, which I really love. Well, thank you so much. Again, Jesus shall reign where'er the sun. Wonderful. Now, tell me, um, your time at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church was probably my first introduction. Probably, like many, it was the first time that I ever saw you or even heard you play the organ, the great Rafati organ there. Could you maybe talk about your role in the installation of that instrument and perhaps the thrill of that dedicatory concert? Yes, that uh, was a great joy for me to be able to to design that organ and to have it <laughs> built to what I thought a great organ should be. And mm. now about 180 ranks, and it's one of the great organs of the world, I believe. Uh, several things about it. I, one of the things, if people have seen this organ, it's designed after the European organs with beautiful casework. 
Mm. And, you know, a casework with an organ, rather than the pipes being buried back in the wall, you have something to look at and something that is uplifting. Even when you don't hear the organ, you see this beautiful display of pipes with casework around it. And then the organ itself has five sets of horizontal trumpets. It uh, it has all anything that you would hear in an orchestra, as most organs do, and oboes and trumpets and flutes and strings. And uh, it's it's just a, a magnificent piece of work. Five manuals, and uh, you can play any of the any of the great organ works classical works on the instrument. It is such a beautiful instrument, like you said, of course, to look at. Now, on your broadcast, The Joy of Music, you have used the organ in, gosh, a variety of combinations. Let's chat a moment about some of your most meaningful collaborations with both instruments and voices. Yes, I'd love to. <clears throat> That's one of the things I love to do uh, most of all is to play with other great artists uh, I have had the joy of uh, playing with Christopher Parkening, who was America's leading, cla- America's leading classical guitarist. Um, I have uh, played with a very interesting Zamfir, uh, who is the leading virtuoso in the world on the pan flute. Mm. And that was most amazing. We played uh, works by him, classical works. And then... Uh, a most interesting um, uh, duo that I did was with Joseph Molnar, who is the principal French hornist, principal French horn of the Lausanne Chamber Orchestra, who plays classical alphorn. And alphorns are really folk instruments, instruments. But he has had uh, music written for him, classical music for alphorn and organ. And we did that in a little Swiss chapel, and that was fascinating. And then, of course, I've had great singers, uh, soprano Angela Brown, Sylvia McNair, uh, Sung mm-hmm. Lee, the great Heldon Tenor, James King, uh, the great bass of the Met uh, for many years, Jerome Hines, uh, and then violinists, trumpeters, trombones, um, orchestras, (laughs) chamber music ensembles, harpists, uh, Suzanne McDonald, who's the world's greatest harpist, just just amazing combinations of instruments. And in many cases, I have been the orchestra, and of course (laughs) they have played the solo part, and the organ is like an orchestra because it combines all of the instruments of an orchestra, plus sounds of its own. So one can do anything with an organ, and that's what's so fascinating about the organ. Mm. Just, this is not in our in our talking points, but, you know, the organ is an important instrument. What do you feel about the growing trend of churches removing pipe organs from the sanctuaries? Oh, I think it's a big shame. You know, I... I have nothing against the the praise music at all, and many of the great praise choruses are wonderful to hear. Mm-hmm. But the the organ and its music, they are historic in nature. They bring to us the great tradition of church music 
from centuries past, and they bring us the great music of, of uh, Bach and Handel and Mendelssohn and the great composers. And if one throws the organ out of the church, uh, they are throwing out this, this great history that we have, plus the great hymns of the faith, which one has uh, been able to hear on the great organs of the world for hundreds of years. And there's no thrill like hearing a great hymn such as we just heard on a great organ. And by the way, the organ we just heard playing that hymn was at, in the old cathedral of Ulm, Germany, which is so fabulous. Uh, if you go in that church and you hear that organ, you uh, you will have goosebumps <laughs> all over you. I mean, you you just, you know, to hear one of those great organs in those cathedrals, um, and and with a hymn, uh, a historical hymn, is is a great experience of your lifetime. Mm. Justin, uh, as we wrap up the interview, I'm, I've certainly been blessed to have you on here today. It's, it's been a really a dream come true. I re- I read somewhere recently that you recently played in Canada. Is that correct? I did. Toronto. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, I love to play in Canada. The Joy of Music has been on in Canada for twenty over 20 years. And so the, the people love the program, and, and so we have really big audiences. Uh, I've played many, many concerts in Canada, and I love it. The people there are great. They love great music. They love the organ. I played there on the largest organ in Canada at the Metropolitan Church uh, United Church in Toronto. Mm. We had a very large crowd. I did, um, I did uh, all kinds of, of great classical works, and it, it was. And plus, I did some hymn arrangements, some of my own compositions. I love to compose, and uh, I love to compose uh, original works, and. Uh, so it was a wonderful experience, and this uh, weekend I'm playing in San Diego uh, in Balboa Park that has uh, the largest uh, open-air theater. It has 2,000 seats with a big pipe organ uh, that's outside. The concert is completely outside. So wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> Just how, do you know how do they maintain um, the organ from all the elements with it being outside? Well, the pipes are not outside. The pipes are uh, protected, you know, underneath a roof. But mm. the audience is completely outside. But but the but the console itself and the organist sits outside, you know, on the stage. The pipes are back underneath, but it. It's a sound that comes into the outside, and it's quite a quite an experience. Well, Ms. Bish, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. I want to thank you so much for bearing with me and uh, being on the broadcast today. I hope that everyone has been uh, blessed by you on it. I certainly have, and I want to encourage everyone who is listening to certainly, if you're on the West Coast, to check out Ms. Bish at Balboa Park on the Speckles Organ um, 
out there in San Diego, and I'll post that information on my uh, website and on Facebook, so you can definitely uh, visit her out there. Also, you can visit her online at Diane on her website, Diane Bish. Is it DianeBish.com? DianeBish.org. Dot org. Thank yes. you so much, dianebish.org. And always, please definitely check your local listings for the joy of music uh, for her broadcast. And I certainly, again, want to thank Ms. Bish for being on. Is there anything last minute that you maybe want to say to maybe an aspiring organist, any piece of advice just to close on? Well, you know, the organ is a great instrument. It inspires people. It's It's probably the greatest sound you can get anywhere on earth to have all those instruments and pipes speaking together and and so uh, practice you need to practice hard and have a dream and work toward it and pray that god will lead you and bless you in whatever you do miss bish thank you so much and i hope that you have a wonderful day and congratulations on your upcoming concert thank you so much okay it's been a joy to be that was Miss Diane Bish uh, here with us on the Celebrity Series, and we're going to close now listening to her play, the Takala from Shaw Marie Vidor's Symphony Number no. Five. <laughs>
Again, that was organist Diane Bish playing the Takala by Shaw Marie Vidor. Again, this has been Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice and classical music. We've been so honored to speak with internationally acclaimed concert organist Diane Bish. It was wonderful to hear her speak about her rich, rich and glorious career. I hope that if you're on the West Coast that you are able to check her out at the Spreckles um, outdoor organ out there on the west coast and again i will post the information on facebook for you again this is patrick d mccoy the aftermarket voice in classical music i hope that you'll follow me on facebook and i hope that you'll also follow me on twitter at patrick d mccoy our next broadcast will be on july 26th thursday at 12 noon i am so honored to announce that i'll be interviewing Kennedy Center's artistic advisor for jazz, Mr. Jason Moran. So you certainly don't want to miss that interview. Again, July 26th on Thursday at noon, I will interview the Kennedy Center's artistic advisor for jazz, Jason Moran. I'm so honored uh, to have this interview coming up with Ms. Moran, who hosts this uh, prestigious position. Again, this is Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice of class. I certainly want to thank Ms. Janet Jarrell from JEJ Artists for um is making this interview happen uh, with Ms. Bish today, as long as along with all the other artists she has allowed um, us to interview here on the show. I'm so honored. And also, I want to give a shout out to Ms. Opoly Graham, soprano Opoly Graham, who's celebrating her birthday today. So happy birthday, Opoly Graham! Again, this is Patrick B. McCoy, the African American voice in classical music, and I wish you all a wonderful day. Thank you.